This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome and happy Sunday. You are tuned into The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. And I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Uh, we are your parenting show. We cover off all topics and the issues that you care about and want to hear about. And uh, as we get ready to change gears from being in school to being out of school for the summer, Many of us parents uh, who might be feeling a little bit stressed, (laughs) (laughs) maybe some anxiety is kicking in. And you know what? It's just that whole overwhelming feeling. You know, Uh, what is the report card going to say? Did they fail anything? Uh, What plans do we have for them? For our kids for the summer break? You know, are they going to go to camp, summer school, trips, part-time jobs? There is a lot. And actually, last night, I was talking with Sandra Carusi. She is our executive producer. Um, and she said, and I quote, <laughs> I'm dreading summer holidays. <laughs> Hi, Sandra. How are you? Oh, I'm in the fetal position. Yeah. I'm uh, a lot of the dread, though, has to do. I'm, I'm looking forward to Allison, first of all, because I've read her books. And uh, I'm looking forward. It, the issue is choosing the right thing to do. Because depending on your child, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. And plus, just my kids who are challenging me, challenging me at every turn. Yeah, see, I, like, I was going to ask. I'm like, are you ready? You know what I mean? For yeah. the boys to be home for a few months. Yeah, no. But they got to go. I am. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I just figured I'm like, I'm not even going to ask the question because I already know the answer. But you know what? Like you mm. said, we don't have to worry because we are in good hands today because we have an awesome guest in the studio uh, who I called up to join us. She's the amazing and brilliant parenting expert uh, and family counselor and author and TED Talker. Speaker. Yeah, TED Talker. Speaker. TT, right? Yes. You know, it's easy for parents to watch the TED Talks because it's a cheat. because yeah, it's quicker. It's like Cole's notes, right? Yeah, and I'm talking about Miss Allison Schaefer. Hello, Allison, hey, and welcome. Well, I, thank you, thank you for having me on. I am <laughs> so for excited. pumping me up to the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I met Allison uh, a year ago at it was a potty training event that she was speaking at, <laughs> and I thought to myself, I'm like, I need this woman in my life. <laughs> she has all mm-hmm. of the answers. Um, Allison is also a mama to two. Yes. Right. Yes, and that's uh, my biggest credential, really. And they're mm-hmm. now 22 and 23. Yeah, actually, yes. My, my eldest is graduating um, and convocating from Glendon College, York University nice. on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like, I've, I can tell you. you made I've, it. I've, and I'm now on the launching phase. So I can yeah. really say like, I've, I've, I've been there, yeah. done that. I've done the potty training. They do get out of diapers before university. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. this is this is Sandra. Yeah, I'm just going to take Sandra's kids for the summer. They, this is what I'm. Oh hearing. my, yes. there you go. Problem solved. Amen. Wrap the hour done. <laughs> okay. And uh, but what you don't know is that her two kids also come with my three. Yeah, kids. There you go. I'm just going to start Allison Schaefer summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be great. I know. So we are in good hands. We, along with all of you amazing parents listening, we are going to get some tips. We're going to get some advice. We're going to figure out how to deal with wrapping up the school year and, you know, having the kids around no matter if they're little, a little bit older. Uh, What are we going to do with them, you know, to keep them entertained, keep them busy throughout the summer? So uh, depending, you know what I mean, on how old your child is, uh, they may have finished 
you know, for the year already. If they're like college or university students, they're in high school, they're like in exams right now. And uh, this week, our elementary schools are pretty much wrapping it mm-hmm. up, right? So this is it. It's it's the moment of truth because... Game time. With that comes home the mm-hmm. report cards. Mm-hmm. Don't so, care. Yay, okay, good. So, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. Right, Allison? And good for you. Do I need and, to care? Well, <laughs> in, <laughs> I'll put that in context in a minute, but go well, ahead. Well, I, th- I I think that um, we have come to recognize that the way that we um, assess kids' learning is not necessarily helpful to their learning process. Bingo. That's, that's part of the problem. So, you know, when we teach to the test and when kids get anxious about their grades and comparing themselves to other people, uh, they get very uh, anxious or they get incredibly yes. discouraged and then they get the notion that they're stupid and can't learn. And um, parents get very obsessed with this sort of final number. Um, right. And it's really often not reflective. And I, I joke about the fact that the mark that I am the most proud of was a 51% and uh, it's because it was first year calculus in university and I oh, didn't gosh. have grade 13 math so I actually got 17% on the midterm so to, I, to show get off. my huh? you're right? a show off right? I got 51 too by the way on okay. calculus so think about how hard you have to work to improve your mark from a 17 to a 51 on a final right right yeah. which means so honestly so 51 if I just say 51 it's not reflective at all of what I, of what I put into you something put into it yeah and so for some students if you look at their marks they could get a, you know a 90 and they totally sloughed off because it's just something that they're intuitively smart at and didn't really put any effort into it and other things that they really struggled that could be a lower mark they, they really put their nose to the grindstone there's no reflection of that if all you look at is just that final mark so yes. I think we need to change the way we grade I think parents need to back off as it being the only indicator of how That's their right. kids are doing I agree see I feel yeah. I feel so much better yes. and like Samantha's just my oldest she's just an SK right mm-hmm. so she gets home that report card and she this kid is awesome so I'm like mm-hmm. no complaints there but I've always you know what I mean? I was like, oh my God, you always want your child to succeed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, progress. And, you want progression. And you want, like, improvement. For yeah. me, I always thought it mm-hmm. was like that piece of paper, but. Mm-hmm. You totally just, you know, you know showed my, me a different way. Yeah, no, well, you're, you're getting feedback on your kids learning all through because they're mm-hmm. taking, they're, they're constantly bringing home reports and projects and things. You, like you should be in a constant conversation with the school. There should yes. be no surprises by the time you get to report card yes. time. And and the thing is, it's, it really needs to be a communication between the educators and your child. Mm-hmm. It is not your report card. They yes. need to take ownership yes. of their education because if we step in and we start saying that's my report card and you must perform, kids then take a backseat to the mm-hmm. to the education the process. Pro- well, yeah. they have to be uh, on our pro- report card at the bottom. It says the the child has to sign it, the older child, yes. and it has to say where do you want to improve, which yes. area. Yes, we have that's that better. too. And I right, and I really get involved with my children, and and I am inv- I agree with you. They're involved in the process A to B. And, and like think ADZ. about that too. Everyone always like, oh, my child had to be on an individual learning plan. I think mm-hmm. every student should be on an individual learning mm-hmm. plan. Why would you not say, have the curriculum meet the child at where the child is, whether yeah. that's because you're yeah. a gifted and exceptional or whether you're somebody who's lagging and having some learning disabilities. Yeah. I think it should be customized for everybody and to set a learning goal for yourself at the beginning of the year and ask yourself how you're doing. Uh, all those are beautiful. And, and I think that we could get way more creative in the way that we give feedback. One of the, um, uh, so my training is Adlerian. One of the Adlerian schools that I have heard in the past they have basically three statuses you can have i'm not learning this yet i'm in the process of learning this or i have learned it 
I that love it. Awesome. Three things. It's no, just plain just and simple. Plain and simple. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't that Brilliant. be great? Yeah. I wish. So I think when kids bring home their report cards, I would just simply say, thank you for showing me your report card. How do you feel about it? Right. And then let them share what where they're dis- what, like what marks surprised them or how they mm. knew what they were. I don't, and I'm glad. I don't, sorry. You know, I don't I'm, reward on report cards, by the way. That's, oh, that's not an right. Interesting concept, too. Allison. Rewarding on report cards. Really, I think I think you uh, celebrate the end of the school year because yes. it is over with ice so, cream and uh, yeah, good <laughs> ice cream frisbee party, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But the whole idea, if you start to pay people for performance, right, for something they're supposed to do anyways, it really ends up changing motivation. And this that's is proven right. by research. This isn't just my opinion. Thank you. Research well, will show that it's it like is bringing up the kids, bringing up the kids, and uh, and their report cards and how they feel about it. That's what I want to get into. And we're going to talk about that right after the break. So stay tuned with us because you're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, and today we're talking about ending the school year and the report cards is something we need to stress about, focus on. Uh, I don't know. What about, you know, plans for the summer with the kids? So we are talking to Miss Allison Schaefer. She is um, a parenting expert. She's an author. She's a family therapist. And, uh, and of course, Miss Andrew Carusi. Mm-hmm. Our executive none of producer. those. But and, <laughs> and you know what? I'm a parent. But you're a mom. I'm, that makes you very credentialed yes. <laughs> into the... the, the um, Problems of life. Uh, I'm, I'm a newbie compared to you guys. So you guys are mm-hmm. telling me like, P, like, don't stress about the report cards, which yeah. I thought, I, you know, there's like part of like being a parent is that, you know, if you're a good parent, you do mm. stress about that, well, you know? I think, I think the problem, sorry about this because I'm very passionate and I get into discussions <laughs> with other parents. I don't think when you set a benchmark for your kids that academics is the be all and end all, like they do sometimes, you're not, I don't think that's the best thing for the child because right. kids have so much anxiety problems Okay, now. and that's what I was going to get into. Right? They have to, I get excited when they have a balanced life. So when they're good in sports and school and philanthropy. They're able to yeah. it all, juggle it all. And, like real yeah. life. Like yeah. real humans. That's I, I want to raise real humans, not yeah. robotic academics. Allison? So I think that if our kids go into their educational life um, feeling turned on, for lack of a better word, jazzed up, life is exciting, um, feeling creative, feeling empowered, their creativity, their, their the, the human being as a species has a desire to grow. It has a, des- the brain, the human brain has two basic functions. It wants to be relational and it wants to learn. Try to stop a kid from learning. They're going to, they're going to learn something. So, you know, if our kids are kept in this very encouraged, excited about life, knowing that they have, you know, solid family relationships, people have their back, then they take that approach to the classroom and they want to do as well as the next person. They, they you know, yeah, if totally. it's a, if it's a good curriculum and you got, and you got a teacher who's inspiring, then magic happens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and we don't need to be luring them to like learn, like you would never want to learn if I didn't give you a loony. Right. It's like, no, yeah. like they, they, they genuinely get excited about it. So I think it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it comes from having healthy relationships at home and having a belief in kids and, and, and to your point, they may not be 
A, interested in all subjects at all times, but so long as they are progressing along that curve and staying interested, mm-hmm. um, their interest will wax and wane. But I, kids don't want to fail. They don't want to do poorly. They don't so, want to be lagged behind. They don't, And we act as if they do. We act as if right. without uh, without us stimulating and, yeah. is, and you're punishing you if you do bad or incentivizing you for doing good. You know, you on your own devices would, would never go to school. Mm-hmm. And it is a crock. That is not at all what human motivation shows. So what if your kid you know, is failing and you see that it's really like bothering them. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I'm always scared of like the mental health and creating this stressful environment because in this day and age, I feel that it's mm -hmm. more of an issue than ever. Right. So what can we as parents do to let them know that like, okay, you know what? Don't stress over this. You know what I mean? Is there Mm -hmm. like something we should be well, so I'll, I'll give you an, I'll give you a great example first of all so, children don't fail just so you know Pina you're new I, I learned it when my kids there's no fail you can't fail a grade anymore or no yes you so know you what I mean right yes, yes, move yes. you along whether you've learned or not yes. right yeah. well with, and they keep Thank, you with your social group which I said yes. what what's the, we, the social piece is so important mm-hmm. to our whole functioning that they've realized it is better that you go with your cohort and and your friends in order to to catch up in the next grade or whatever and actually sorry before you answer that question that I just asked it's funny that you should <laughs> we're, we're so stacked excited. up we're I know, stacked right? up three questions oh my now. god <laughs> sorry uh, I actually was reading an article that the Globe and Mail put out like a few years back and they were actually saying that it is worse for a child to be held back a -hmm. year in school than go on. Um, That it's just like, it can really like screw them up and Mm -hmm. put them more behind than they they are. So So anyways, I just want to throw that in there. Here was the story (laughs) I wanted to share. And and maybe this will uh, uh, resound with a bunch of parents too. Notice that there isn't a child on planet Earth who doesn't love to curl into their parents' lap and read storybooks. Right? When they're little kids. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Bedtime storybooks. They love stories. They love them. And then when we say it's time for you to learn how to read, and now you have to bring your little book home from kindergarten in a little Ziploc bag, and it's now <laughs> called homework, now they don't want to read anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Excellent. And we have moved it from the part of the brain that, that encodes it as joy and pleasure, and we have moved it to the part of the brain called work. Because we called it homework, and we said it's assigned, and now you're being judged. And so when my daughter was learning to read... And she's an eldest, and eldest tend to be quite perfectionistic, and they wanted, oh, they yes. just want to be able to read full sentences. They don't want to stumble. They don't want to make mistakes. They don't like to be corrected. And so I would say to her, do you just want to read to me, or, or do you want me to correct you if I notice that you say something where she goes, just let me read. And if you look at the reading programs they have now for kids that are behind and lagging in reading, they have them reading to dogs. Why are they reading to dogs? Because dogs are non-judgmental. They're so <laughs> they're not going to correct them. And so they go to libraries and they get teamed up with a pet and they, they pet, you know, stroke the dog and the dog listens while they do their reading because they just need to get the practice in. That wow. is so awesome. I'm going I'm to do it myself, actually. So think about applying that to math or applying that to geography or anything else. Like, they, you know, kids don't need the criticism. They need mm-hmm. to have that support for us it's not so, it's not to say that you can't give a kid feedback because she would eventually say how do I say that word or yeah, like wow. I mean it came with time but she just needed to have that space to mistake her way along and mm-hmm. so I think changing kids understanding that mistakes are not personal failures that mistakes are just opportunities to learn that's a huge lesson we have to get across to kids hmm. and to yeah. parents <laughs> there you go there's some that's amazing info and advice and I'm totally I'm going to go home and tell the husband. I'll be like, listen to what I learned today. (laughs) Pin that on the fridge. Yeah. (laughs) So we are talking about ending the school year off and entering the summer holiday season with our kids. Stay tuned because you're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640.
listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, and we are in studio today with Allison Schaefer, as well as our executive producer, Sandra Caruzzi. We're talking about um, just ending off the school year and all the fun stuff that goes along with it with report cards and and activities for the summer and what we as parents can do. Um, and we were just talking about report cards and and I'm learning a lot from these ladies about not to stress over uh, the <laughs> grades because honestly, I thought that it was something that, you know, to be a good parent, that's, you know, you have to get good grades. That's something that a parent, a good parent would tell their, good you know, point. tell their, their kids, <clears throat> right? So I'm really happy that you guys are actually telling me like, no, it's not about that. And um, when the pressure's off you, the pressure's off the kid and they could do the totally best they can. And it totally makes sense. It yeah. totally makes sense, but... Well, that, and it's that's always why good the, to hear it. The t- that's why the title of my first book was called Breaking the Good Mom Myth. And it was basically yeah. the things that we mistakenly think, well, but a good mother would See? do that, wouldn't yeah. they? And it tur- and when you actually look at the underlying psychological uh, uh, concepts, it turns out it's exactly what we're not supposed to be doing. So we have to give people permission to say, you're not being a bad mother if you lay off and have some trust and faith that they will flourish. And so I'm- you can still be supportive, but you don't need to be controlling and, and, and fearful that without your presence and urging that they're not going to do well. Amen. I've got the book right in my hand and it says right here, it says, every modern mom's guide to getting past perfection, regaining sanity, and raising great kids. See, yeah. I love it. See, because you're going to pass that. that perfection <laughs> baton right onto your kids with anxiety. Right. Right? And and you cannot perform at your optimum if you are a perfectionist. You will do one small thing very well and flawlessly, to, but you will give up anything that you can't uh, flourish at quickly. And what is education except for struggle? Like we know now, re- learning to, to for kids to tolerate mistake making um, is one of the best things in terms of resiliency research. Because you know what? Life is a struggle. We cannot remove the struggles of life. We need to prepare our kids for the struggles of life so mm-hmm. that they recover See, when they yeah. have trauma. Because there is going to be job loss and divorces, and, right. you know, and and miscarriages and and Death, you know, yeah. it's that's life. And you know what? It's um, like I said, and and it's so funny because well, it's not funny. It's pretty serious that it comes up like almost in every show, some yes. in some way or another. We talk about the anxiety and stress that these kids are going through. And um, I was recently introduced um to a Facebook page called the Friendship Bench, and it's all about um mental health and this young boy Lucas who actually um, took his own life because he was secretly suffering from depression and uh, and the parents had no clue mm-hmm. and, and depression I mean? and anxiety are comorbid um, mental health issues if you, you usually have both mm-hmm you know, yeah, yeah. It's- and and in, and certainly, you know, the the youth just do not have the coping mechanisms. They have, they don't know that what they're going through is something that they could reach out and ask help for. I'm actually an ambassador for Kids Help Phone, and they now just oh, so people awesome. know, every parent should tell their kids about um, Kids Help Phone so that they know you you always have someone to speak to. Right. Often, kids don't want to talk to their parents because they don't want their parents to think less of them and so judge the, them. And, right. Yeah. You know, and so um, most of the people that uh, phone into Kids Help Phone. It's the first time they've ever talked to anybody about their issues. And now they have texting because kids text, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's They're awesome. talk on yeah. the phone. Mom's going to hear me in the other room. But awesome. so they, te- they now have text counselors. Um, and so just so kids need to know, listen, you're at some point in your life, you're going to want to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's the number to text. Just mm-hmm. make sure every this, kid knows that. Yeah. And this is more so the reason that us as parents 
uh, shouldn't put this pressure on our kids. Right. We need to be the opposite. We need to be Mm -hmm. the calm, safe place you come home to after living in a stressful world on social Mm -hmm. media, after living in a stressful world in the classroom. Come home to that place that's, that's, you know, unconditional love and and calm. And we're not. We're chaotic and say, gotta go to Kumon, gotta go to karate practice, gotta go here, gotta go there. And we scream at them and there's no, and it's just too, it's too, too, too much. Do Do you know, I read that that's a form of bullying, that when parents do that with their kids, uh, they're teaching them actually bullying skills, and those are the kids that pass it on at Absolutely. school. Absolutely. Right it's or rela- no? It is. It's relational aggression. And Thank you. Is, and it is Did taught. you hear that, parents? And teachers do it too. Crumb. And so a, a lot of the, so I, I mentioned at the top of the show that my training is in Adlerian psychology, and one of the things that is the keystone of that psychology in terms of parenting is that we're working to raise cooperative kids, not obedient kids. Mm-hmm. And yes. when you have obedient kids, you're basically talking about a slave-tyrant relationship. And of course, what we get is kids who rebel, and all we're really doing is then arguing over who's going to be the slave and who's going to be the tyrant but it mm-hmm. is using a force of will on another human being so whether that is bullying or a parent who's being aggressive or a dictator um you know whether it's a teacher being punitive and shaming their kids in the classroom mm-hmm. whatever that might be um they learn that and then they go on social media and they start bullying one another and then they they a uh, relational aggression we look at the um incidents of um date rape um, yeah. it, that this is a, just another form along that continuum of wow. relational aggression. So training people to be cooperative. How do you parent in a cooperative, non-bullying way? Parents yeah. don't have any um, training in this. This is a this has really only been around for the last one hundred years. So it's a new way of thinking about being in. Well, I say around in in Western yes, cultures, yes, yes, in yes. more collective cultures, in more tribal cultures. This is much more the norm. But this yeah. is new to Western society. And I think that, you know what I mean, actually heading into the summer holidays, um, it gives us an opportunity to be more present in the lives yes, of our kids. Yes. And I want to talk about that and how, um, you know what, the summer holidays, Sandra, some of us <laughs> might be dreading them, but it might also be a great opportunity. Yeah, to connect. Right? Yeah, so, the joking aside, I want to connect because I know I'll get better behaved kids. We're going to talk about that when we get back. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. It's Sunday night, and you're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, and we have Allison Schaefer here with us and Miss Sandra Carusi. And we're, we were talking about report cards and ending off, ending off the school year. Um, but now I want to change gears a little bit because we were talking about how important it is for parents to be involved in our kids' lives. And we're heading into summer. That's like two months off. And, you know, those two months can be very long, very expensive, very stressful uh, for some parents. You know, depending on the age of your children, they may require more attention than, say, a, a teen who can stay home alone or they might have like a little part-time job to go to and stuff like that. Um so I have little ones, you know, and uh, if you're in my boat, then you know that you got to find like care for them and you can't really take two months off, but you want to be present in their life. And, you know, this is this is time to connect and bond. Right. So I don't know. What are some good things that parents can do, Allison, to keep, you know what I mean? Our kids busy, entertained and, you know, do things together that, you know, some parents don't have the the ability to take that time off work. Right. So how do we make the most of this? Well, I, I had a real eureka myself as a mom. Um, so I was, uh, I had a, a part-time business and I had a nanny. 
And I finally said, you know what? No, I'm going to I'm going to cancel the nanny and just be at home. And I realized without the nanny, I there I went like 3 weeks and went, "Oh my gosh, I forgot to play with my children." <laughs> it was 3 weeks. Whereas when I was working and they were yes. with the nanny, I would come home and we had like playtime because I knew I hadn't seen them all day. And so I ignored them oh, more yes. when I was home all the time because I was busy doing laundry and getting the dishwasher, and getting here, and getting there. And it was kind of like a later, 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 like don't pester me later. And later became 3 weeks, yeah. you know. And I so, get that. Wow. I've done it. And so, totally. And then I kind of overlaid that with I also was a nursery school teacher and I saw how much kids thrived on routine. You come in, you hang up your coat, you go to the puzzle table, you know, now we flash the lights, we all go to the carpet, we sing the little weather song. Like kids really like to have structure. So I thought I'm going to try to not run my house like a daycare, like whatever, not not that crazy. But I, <laughs> but I did or I did realize that there needed to be some anchors in the day. And the, and you really can't fit that much into a day with young kids. So it would be like, okay, so we have our little morning routine where you get out of pajamas and we get to the breakfast table. And then, then we have like one thing we do. So that might be the library. That might be the park. We used to go to a drop-in. I just planned like one thing that was out of the house, whatever. Nice. And then we head back for lunch. Da, 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 da. And then it was, you know, after lunch and was cleanup time. And then my kids napped at that time. So it was nap. Um, and then we had this little afternoon free playtime where it could be like coloring or make believe or whatever. So I kind of had like a little bit of a mm-hmm. schedule. One little, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. And of course there was variations within it, but there was very much a sense of breakfast, lunch and dinner, one thing in the morning, one thing in the afternoon, you know. And so for that helped me too, because I wouldn't be sitting there at 10 o'clock in the morning going, are you kidding me? We've already colored. We've already made, you know, <laughs> yeah. butterflies out of the coffee filters. Yeah. We've already, you know. It's 9.05. And it's like, I'm looking at my watch going, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my word. So I felt it was kind of just kept me sane as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is to, to, it also says I'm available and I'm not available. Because kids need Mm -hmm. to learn to play independently. Mm -hmm. And you are not there in the service of being the entertainment committee. The cruise director. I am not responsible for that. I'm not. And so kids need to learn the not only the skill of playing alone and coming up with something to do, but a change of expectation that that's, that's not your job. That's mm-hmm. not your role in the family. So yeah. it's great if you want to enjoy time with your kids. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, you are not, that, that's uh, not so on let them, you. Let them be kids. Yes. So when let they come and say fun. they're bored, I say, great. I actually I say, this mm-hmm. is the moment right before the creative spark is about to go. And you figure out how to bust through your boredom. Mm-hmm. Because they, they will. Need, they yeah. don't know how to not be bored. Like I said, they're t- they're, right. their brains are wired to do something. You right. know? They will figure out something to do. And a reality of adulthood is boredom. And they need to yes. figure out as a child how to cope with boredom. Because yeah. b- but the problem is, we're, we're like what you guys said earlier, is we're trying to fill in that gap for them. And they'll never learn on their own. Yeah, no. they need to. And, yeah. and that idea that you, know, you don't always need your dopamine receptors firing. Right. Like ping, ping, Bingo. ping, 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 <laughs> ping, 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 you know. Yes. Which is what they learn on, on yes. you know, every time a text message comes in, there's a dopamine hit. Right. Yes. Every time they win a point at, uh, you know, Donkey Kong, bing, ping. Yes. And there's a point where you say, no, actually, we're just going to stand in line at the Instateller. We're right. third in line and we're just going to sit here and look around. Because they're going to be have aware. to face that yeah. one yes. day. Yeah. Now, quickly, my 11-year-old, so I was told, because he, we're struggling now what the plan is this summer, because he does want to go to camp. You know, he's on strike. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. He. And I said, you're not playing video games all day. So so what I've said now is you create the plan for the day. You give me an agenda. That includes chores. I like that. Um, yeah, I cheated. I got that from a uh, professional. Who cares? I like <laughs> it. I was going to say, 
That's no, that's a great idea. Right? Yeah. Because you, but, it's empowering the child yes. to be self-directed in their life. And I right. and I think that's awesome. We all have to do that. I have a daily to-do list. Uh, I used to give my ex-husband a honey-do list. We all have lists. So at nine o'clock, what are you gonna do? Ten o'clock, what are you gonna do? Uh block out, play, whatever, outdoor time and and so, and then you're making a conscious choice about how you're spending your time. And, mm-hmm. and I, I'm actually on this um, part of a committee that's um, a nonprofit organization called Time Well Spent, and it was founded by Tristan Harris, who was the Google um, uh, uh, ethicist, design ethicist. Oh, wow. And so basically, if you look at the way these electron all of our, our phones are ev- everything that we interact with, they have maximized how to pull your attention, and, and attention leads mm-hmm. to dollars. And so we, it's not a moral default or, or a, you know, a character issue with our children that they want to be on their devices. These things are designed to keep them engaged. Um, and so, in fact, if we don't step back and say, what would a good day be? Because if, if we don't ask ourselves that, we will spend six hours on Candy Crush. Oh, yeah. And the next thing we know, oh, yeah. we will be 60 and have done nothing with our lives. Yeah. So, we, so we need, and yeah. I think early training AKA with our kids. AKA my ex-husband. Yeah. Yes. To, but we need to be aware and we need to learn how will you get off your device. Like that's, right. I can help you with that now, but what are you going to do in first year university when you're living away from home? Because I'm not coming with you. So I think giving kids those early awarenesses and skills is exactly a, a, the new role of parenting in 2017. You know what? We're going to talk about some, some things to do. Um, uh, things to keep busy, things that we can do with our kids, things that kids can do alone. And uh, we're going to have it for you right after the break. So stick around. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. On Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. And we are in studio with Miss Sandra Cruzzi, our executive producer. She's also the host of Inside Jokes, so stick around because Mm -hmm. we're going to have some funny times. Good show today. Coming up after this show. Uh, And we have author um, and a family therapist, as well as Ted Speaker, um... My God, parenting expert. Mm. She's, I don't know. There's so many things that like Allison's everything. She's coming home with me. I'm I'm talking about Allison Schaefer. Um, So we were talking about like things to do in the summer with our kids and not to put all this pressure on them. They don't need it. And it's okay to be bored. Mm -hmm. Um, And also though, but the learning part, I want to talk about that because I've never been one to send them to school again in the summer. I just think they should have fun like old school. Summer school, school, like people, a lot of people talk about, you know, sending their kids to summer school. Or tutors and stuff. But so here's the thing. I've been so lax that my kids, due to other reasons, have been behind. So now I have to send them to a tutor this summer. Mm -hmm. And Allison, what's the balance there? Like, do we overdo it by always expecting the learning to occur? Should we give them the summer off or what? I'm a believer in taking the summer off. Yes, good. Um, Me. If, if you can. I like that. If, if you can. Um, it's interesting because research actually shows that if you keep up the reading, reading particularly, if you keep up with the reading, it you, you will lag behind if you take the summer off with reading. But my kids always just, like I said, I never, I never said – you must read for half an hour every day. You know, I, I was never assigned like that. I just actually would, my kids would say, can I read to you 
well, you cook dinner, and they would sit on the steps, and oh, and, that's and so awesome. and so it was just, and, and we would often just read books together. So we would pick a family book, like I like Carl Hyas, and he has these books called um, what the one I remember particularly was Hoot or whatever. But they're they're good enough for adults to enjoy, but young enough that kids get engaged, like like the Harry Potter yeah. series or yes, whatever, right? Where totally. there, there's go to the family, go to your librarian and say we need a family book, you know. Um, and so I think you can keep up reading without mandating it, which and is what makes it the thing that they become allergic yeah. to. And and you know what I love about uh, the reading and getting the kids engaged and, and making it an outing. And Sandra probably knows where I'm going <laughs> going where uh, going to with this is I like to say to the kids, okay, we're gonna have a little field trip and we're gonna go to like chapters mm-hmm. because they get to go through books, yeah, mm-hmm. have fun. And then mommy gets her Starbucks. <laughs> I knew it. I knew Starbucks outing, was coming. Right? Well, but, but think about it. Even going to the ROM <laughs> or the science center, right? That is an mm-hmm. outing that's highly educational. But the yes. kids are having such a great time. Mm-hmm. They're not. Again, you're not saying like, we're, you must work on your science this no. summer. And you will be quizzed on what you learned. You know, <laughs> and it's, it's not that. It's, it's just done it in, exciting. In a mm-hmm. natural yeah. way. And that's why I love the whole, um, you know, taking trips as a family. If you're able to yes. take some time off in the summer, take a trip, whether it's be, uh, whether you're, you know, going overseas Cottage, yeah. to, and you get to explore like these historical places, even if it's in Toronto and you get on one of those double decker bus, yeah. uh, buses and you're a tourist in your own city and you're learning things, you know what I mean? There's so many things that, you know, to be done. Um, and there's learning around every corner in everywhere. one way or another. You know what everywhere. I mean? Everywhere. Like, there's something to be learned, yeah. right? Um, so I really love that. And you know what? In summertime, I don't know about you guys, but uh, for me, some of my most favorite and memorable family moments and memories are of me with my family during the summer. Whether it's like going to a provincial park for a picnic, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it was, you know, a family trip to Italy to see our family there, Um, whether it was just like a little road trip to the Niagara region to like pick peaches Mm -hmm. or terracotta, which is a great free park. Like, remember those picnics like those yeah they don't it does not need to cost money and as you say like so much of our school year is like trying to to fight the clock Mm -hmm. because we got to get up to get to work and get the kids off to school um we got to get into our to back home to get our homework done and like get to bed so it's a it's constantly paying attention to the clock so relax so in the summer when you can have the opportunity and to and divide and conquer right how many times you take her to ballet i'll take him to hockey oh god we're we're constantly breaking the family apart we don't actually have much time as a full family unit and so to slow down to have that time together to have a common experience somewhere this is our opportunity is, yeah and and that can just be you know putting a tent up in your backyard and taking a bowl of popcorn and and reading out there you know it's still it, it's still backyard going, camping yeah Ooh, right it's fun. i've done that yeah, yeah. It's fun. and now you know what now we can we, we can google and pinterest things like there's mm-hmm. you know what to do with kids get well, <laughs> assign it to them say you're the cruise director you're going to plan everything that we're going to do today your brother's going to do it tomorrow get the kids involved in coming up with what these creative things are it's not just our piece you know and i'm gonna throw this in there because canada's 150 mm-hmm. oh yeah this big year, year right um one really good tip 
if you parents are thinking about something to do with the family, uh, even if it's just weekends because you work during the week, you need to go on the Government of Canada website and check out the Parks and, and Canada Passes and Permits page because you can get yourself a free 2017 Discovery Pass and it'll provide free admission for the year's um, uh, Parks Canada places from coast to coast. So totally Brilliant. free and you can go and you can apply and then they'll mail it directly to you. Um, Thanks so for that tip. Well, that's yeah. awesome. You know what? I'll put the link on our parenting show page mm-hmm. um, for anyone that wants to check it out. And uh, But we have more tips, so don't go anywhere. This is a jam-packed show. Mm-hmm. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. Back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. And we are wrapping things up. We have been talking about ending off the school year. We talked about report cards. We talked about things to do with the kids. We talked about not putting that pressure on the kids. Um... And we've been talking about it with Miss Allison Schaefer from AllisonSchaefer.com, parenting expert, uh, family therapist, TED Talk speaker. I, I said, this woman does it all. And of course, Miss Andrew Crucey, our executive mm. producer. So, Allison, as we wrap things up, um, what are some, like, what are the best tips and advice to help us, the parents, survive summer holidays with our kids? Like, a few, like, really good tips. So, I think to sit down as a family, and to make a plan together uh, so that you're listening to your kids' voices. So whether that is your your vacation or the whole summer or whatever amount of time that you mm-hmm. want to kind of make plans for, you know, sit down with pen and paper and just say, you know, at the end of this two weeks or this summer or whatever, if we were to say that we had like the best time ever, <laughs> what would need to happen? I like that. And then capture, and this is the second important part, what part are each of the kids going to do to contribute to that? So who's going to pack the car? Who's going to get the snack? Who's going to call the science center? When you delegate jobs, people feel like they're a stakeholder in the outing and they really want it to go well. And if the kids say, well, what would really be great for me is if I had time on my iPad. And you say, great, I want you to have time on your iPad too. What would be a reasonable amount of time? And how should we turn it off? And what should we do if people get upset when it's turn off time? And work through those things proactively so that you just have a, a, like a one-time game plan and everybody gets really jazzed Everyone's up about on the how, same page. Yeah, yeah. I like so it. So if you know that you're going away on a holiday and, and mom says, listen, we're going to go to the park and we're going to do this and we're going to do that, but every day I want to have one hour in the hammock to read my book, you are much more likely to get that to happen because your kids now see you set out those expectations. Yeah, yeah. So talk about it up front. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Allison. And if any of you guys are interested in checking out Allison, you can do so on our website. It's allisonshafer.com. Um, and there people can find a list of your talking engagements, right? Workshops, books, yep. people can and, buy. And I do a Facebook Live open Q&A to parents every, the last Thursday of every month at 9 o'clock at night. Put kids to bed, awesome. get your tea, wow. come, yeah, come so ask you me gotta, questions. You got to go check out her Facebook page and give it a like. Also, we're going to have a giveaway. So you need to check out our... Uh, parenting show page on Facebook which is facebook.com slash the parenting show because we've got all three of Allison books uh, Allison's books uh, Breaking the Good Mom Myth Honey I Wrecked the Kids I have that <laughs> she and has the book she has the book <laughs> I Wrecked the Kids it's not a diagnosis <laughs> 
<laughs> and ain't misbehaving. We're going to give those away. So uh, definitely check out our Facebook page for that. And thank you to our executive producer and host of Inside Jokes, Sandra Carusi, for joining us today. Stick around because Inside Jokes is coming up and you don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it for us. And remember, if you tuned in late and want to listen back to this show or any past shows, you can do so by visiting the Parenting Show page on 640toronto.com or again, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash The Parenting Show. Thanks so much for joining us and we will catch you here next week on The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today is a trend for renters. It might be a good time to buy. Good rental properties are scarce and rents are on the rise, but the mortgage rates remain low. And with the recent downtick in the market, some of the home prices are leveling off. So now may be a good time to at least investigate the buy versus rent calculation and start building your own equity versus paying down someone else's mortgage. Call or email me with any questions. Call Holly at HGP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra.